Hello, and welcome to the Race to Speak Up podcast. I'm your host, Devin Moore. Today's guest is Riley Ruff. Through growing up in Colorado and spending countless hours skiing, backpacking, hiking, and climbing, Riley's passion for the outdoors and conservation started at a young age. Throughout high school, Riley was deeply involved in a youth and community advocacy organization called Colorado Young Leaders, which they now act as an adult mentor for. Now, as a coordinator for the Northern Colorado branch of 350 Colorado, Riley oversees their advocacy efforts and coalition spaces. Welcome, Riley. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for joining me today. Of course. Happy to be here. So um, tell me about how your journey just got started with, um, well, really youth advocacy, because like I said, I know you got started with Colorado Young Leaders. Yeah, yeah. So my freshman year of high school, my best friend and I were going to different schools for the first time. So we met in middle school, hit it off, excuse me, played on the same soccer team. Um, And then we ended up going to different schools. So I get a text message from her and she was like, you have to come to this meeting. And I was like, okay, sure. Um, And the next meeting came and it was for this organization called Colorado Young Leaders. So we went to this meeting together. And after the first meeting, I was like, this is incredible. I want to be a part of this organization. So what CYO focuses on is empowering youth through service to speak up, excuse me, to speak up and be active in their community. So originally I was just a part of the chapter. Um, The chapter that I started in was just getting started. So we were a couple of the first members of this chapter and now I mentor the chapter that I started when I was in high school. Um, But it kind of grew from there. So after my first year as a student in CYL, I moved up onto the Youth Advisory Board. Um, My sophomore year and then my junior year, I was the vice president. And then my senior year, I was the president. So everything really started with that first meeting, my freshman year of high school, um, and kind of is continuing now as an adult mentor. But throughout high school, I did a variety of different projects, all centering around environmental advocacy and amplifying youth voice. Wow, I love that. That's really cool. And um, so I know I also uh, talked to Haley, which was a great conversation too, just like dealing with all the amazing things that are included with Colorado Young Leaders. So I know that like, oh, actually more like, I kind of want to ask you this. So when it comes to you being an adult mentor, what Mm -hmm. are like, what are, what does like your day look like when it comes to that? Um, I'm also a full-time college student right now. So I study environmental science at Colorado State University. So a lot of times my day starts with class and then I come home from class and then I'm like checking my Slack messages, see what my students need from me that day. Or on the days that we have meetings, I drive down about an hour um, to go see my students at a local library. So the same library that I had meetings at when I was in high school. But um, right now we're working on growing the chapter and I have two core students who are in the process of planning a really incredible event. So a lot of what I do right now is just offering them whatever support they need to make that happen. So 
a lot of times that's making phone calls to local businesses and asking for donations or responding to administrative emails or even following up with Lauren and Haley and saying like, this is where we're at, this is what we're doing. Um, and this is kind of what support we need, if any. So it's really just about supporting supporting my students and offering them whatever support I can um, to make what they want to happen, happen. Awesome. And why don't you yeah. tell us just a bit more about um, like all of your, what you do at 350 Colorado. Yeah. So in addition to being an adult mentor for CYL, I am also the Northern Colorado coordinator for 350 Colorado. So I oversee um, all of our volunteers and coalition spaces up here. Um, when I say up here, I mean north of Denver because the organization is based in Denver. But yeah, so um, I run and kind of direct all of our major campaigns. Um, I oversee our leadership council and focus on fundraising, um, movement building, volunteer recruitment, um, campaign building, all of the really fun things that um, CYL really sparked my passion for. What are you currently working on with 350? Um, right now we are gearing up our divestment campaign. So we are calling for Colorado State University to move their endowment funds from oil and gas industry um, investments. So a lot of C CSU's endowment um, is not public information. So the biggest thing right now that we are pushing for is for them to make their endowment portfolio public information. Um, Northern Colorado has huge amounts of fracking in it and fracking has a variety of negative repercussions on the environment. We actually have the most polluted zip code in the United States in Northern Colorado and that's Greeley. So that's just like 20 minutes from where I live. Um, and so many different communities are impacted by fracking and having one of the biggest universities in the state supporting that industry is directly harmful to our community. So we are calling for CSU to really stand up for its students and for its communities and um, divest its money from the fossil fuel industry. Well, I can see you're definitely like very into yeah. outdoors. So, I mean, as far as um, youth that you've worked with, how, like, tell us some of the activities that you've done with 350 and the youth. Yeah. How, like, so, like, kind of like, what's been your most memorable? Ooh, yeah. Um, I am on the younger side of their staff. So I am the youngest staff member that they have, which means I am kind of like the youth staff liaison kind of person, um, which is a really fun role because I get to work with amazing youth volunteers with 350. Um, very recently, we just pulled off a huge strike in Denver for Fridays for Future. So that's Greta Thunberg's organization. And she had called for a global mobilization on March 25th. Um, and myself and three other youth activists in Denver all put together a strike and we had, I want to say 500-ish people um, come and march with us. And it was really incredible. I was, again, that kind of supporting role to say like, I'm here to amplify whatever you need. And um, I had, I don't want to say larger adults, like older adults telling me the same thing, which was a fantastic situation because everyone was so supportive. 
Um, and I think that is absolutely crucial in mobilizing people for a cause um, is having adults who say, yes, I hear you and I'm going to work with you. Um, but yeah, that was incredible. I have so many fond memories from 2019, even when I was a volunteer with 350 of organizing alongside other youth, but that one probably stands out the most. That's really cool. It's very important to not only have that support, but further amplify that message. And also, I'll be honest, I kind of don't really think that people, well, you know, maybe let me not say that. I was about to say, I don't really know if things as far as outdoors, like a lot of issues revolving around that are necessarily being talked about. Like, I think it kind of needs to be uh, talked about with about throughout like more of the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. I mean, at 350, we do a lot of education work to say like, okay, the climate crisis is very, very real. It is going to be impacting us directly within the next decade. Um, and it's still like, this, is, this has been my life. Climate organizing has been what I've been doing since I was in high school. And further back than that, what I've been passionate about. So having to communicate with people who don't necessarily know how dire the situation is or how directly we're gonna be impacted is something that I've learned to do because my perspective is gonna be very different than somebody's who really may not have access to the resources to educate themselves on the climate crisis or other environmental issues. So I think education plays a huge role in what we're doing right now. And that's something I really appreciate about 350 is that emphasis. Yeah, education is definitely a major part when it comes to topics like climate or like even anti-bullying, you know, further starting Absolutely. up this conversation. We need yeah. to have conversations about stuff like that and kind of get Absolutely. all of our like collective um, like ideas and like ways to further um, like make a solution to a lot of these different cool. issues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always come back to the idea that awareness and education starts with empathy and conversations build empathy. So if you're willing to sit down with somebody and have an open and genuine conversation, the chance that you're building empathy for their situation is very high because you're talking to them and you're understanding their experience. And then once you have that basis of empathy, then you can move forward with creating change and working together to move towards a common goal. So how far back was it when you started to notice like about the climate and you said we're in trouble or something like that? Was um, that your time? You know, I have very vivid memories of being a child and being snowed into my childhood home and being like, oh, this is incredible. Like we get a snow day. I get to have a hot chocolate and watch movies all day. Um, and then I also have very vivid memories of it not snowing until after Halloween. And if you're from Colorado, you know that's completely abnormal because most of the time we get our first snow in October, the beginning of October. So I remember probably when I was about four seeing these changes that were happening in my very small little bubble of a world. And as I grew up, I started to realize that those changes are small <clears throat> in comparison to what people around the world are facing. And the snowpack in my local area is one small piece of the puzzle of the major, major crisis we are facing um, in terms of climate change. 
So, yeah. What are some of the things that, as far as the youth you work with, what are some of the things that they're saying about climate? Oh my goodness. I have the most incredible people I work with, the most outspoken and most eloquent people. Um, one of the youth I work alongside, her name is Maya. Um, she has been an advocate for climate justice for, I want to say about 10 years now, and she's 18. So um, she has been in this fight a long time and she will consistently say that we need everyone in this fight if we are going to do what we need to do. So if we are going to see large scale change, if we are going to see mass mobilization of people, we need absolutely everyone. And that includes people who might be across the aisle, to, so to speak, like the people who might be on the other side of what we would normally consider to be climate activists. So that includes folks working in the oil and gas industry. That includes your conservative neighbor. That includes everyone. Um, and she is a huge inspiration to me um, to say that youth are the face of this movement. Um, and youth really are the ones who are creating that change. So that's always so inspiring. Thank you for giving some um, background on you know, what are the what youth that you're working with, Maya, who really understand how much of an issue and how important this issue really is. Mm -hmm. So what can what can we all do in our everyday lives to save our climate? You know, I always kind of fear this question because I spend so long as a young child being like, this is my fault. Like me using a straw or me getting a Starbucks that has a plastic cup. Like I am single-handedly causing the climate crisis. And that is absolutely not true. I do 100% believe that people have the ability to reduce their waste, to eat more consciously, to compost, to use their money to vote, to say that I will support businesses that don't do animal testing, that don't greenwash, that do all of these things that I support. But at the same time, I think the best thing that people can do right now is to find an organization like 350 and to stand up and to say something you can do you can reduce your waste all you want you can eat vegan all you want but in reality to create the change that we absolutely need in order to preserve our planet um we have to hold corporations and politicians accountable for what they're doing and that includes polluting, that includes exploiting minoritized populations, that includes exploiting our lands and our natural resources. So find, find an organization like 350. And if you have time to donate, donate your time. If you have money to donate, donate your money. And support that local movement that is really calling for systemic change. Um, and that's not to say that those little things like eating vegan and like going zero waste aren't important. They are, absolutely. But we also have to focus on the advocacy that comes along with that to say that we need large scale systemic change. Yeah, very, very true. That makes me think really about how there's a large majority of people that really just don't 
I feel like they there are a lot of people that almost want to ignore the fact that pollution is a problem and that one straw like that one straw that you know what I'm trying to say like you know when it comes to straws and like turtles like you know what I mean (laughs) kind of like like they get stuck or with um like those part basically what I'm trying to say is it's really something that we need to acknowledge more because there's a lot of pollution happening there's a lot of these different work these different companies doing animal testing and which is kind of terrifying to really think about like that's something we really do need to talk about more because why would you want to um do things on animals I feel like that also kind of like replicates in a way doing things on humans but Mm -hmm. people see it as less of a problem because it's animals they can't say anything you know yeah I mean, and that same philosophy often applies to the planet too, to say like, okay, our natural resources aren't sentient. They're not alive. They can't say, no, we don't want this. So we're just going to continue to exploit them until they're all gone. So that same logic that applies to animal testing to say they can't say no, so I'm just going to continue doing it also applies to the climate crisis and how our natural resources are perceived and exploited. So when it comes, oh, kind of just going back to like your work with 350, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. how can everyone get involved with it? Um, I personally found it through CYL when I was a soft junior, junior in high school. So they often, they being 350 Colorado will often table at events held by other organizations. So that's what happened. CYL was hosting an event, 350 was tabling. Um, And I met one of their previous volunteers who worked in Denver, and she kind of roped me into it. And from there, I started volunteering. Um, And then the same thing happened. They were at a CYL event um, this past November, and I was there as an adult mentor, and they told me they had a position open. And Haley, as Haley does, roped me into applying, um, and it turned out to be the best thing ever. But a lot of people, a lot of my personal volunteers up here have been working with 350 for a long time. So they have been, since 350 was, my goodness, I'm trying to think like what time period that was. They've been involved for 10 plus years. So since the Northern Colorado branch was founded these people have been involved and it's a really incredible story of just like people finding an organization and the cause that they're passionate about and really staying with it and as they retire they dedicate all of their time to it and it's incredible honestly that's really cool just to kind of really hear how um you get involved and how service and you know having knowing about your passion from a young age too can really lead far when you enact on that oh for sure for sure I mean I think that's part of the reason CYL is so powerful because they help students to find their passion and then once you find that then you're just you're golden it's I mean if I wasn't passionate about the work that I'm doing I wouldn't be doing it my next question was going to be, what's the most rewarding part of your journey? But I feel like he kind of answered that in a way. Would you still like to add on? Um, I think just, I work with the most amazing people, including my CYL family and my 350 family and all the activists I've met. Um, when you take on 
an issue, be that a social issue, political issue, an environmental issue, you will be met with people who have been fighting that fight for a long time. And it's so incredibly inspirational to fight alongside them and to learn from them and their wisdom and vice versa. Um, yeah, I think just the people I work with is the most rewarding thing about what I do. And now in comparison to my last question, what's been the most challenging part of your journey? Ooh, um, there have been a lot of challenges. For some context, I am 5'2". I am small. I am not the loudest person in the room. Um, so getting people to listen to me has been a huge challenge. And CYL was instrumental in me figuring out how to overcome that. Um, I think oftentimes people look towards like the biggest voice in the room and that's not, that's not me. That's not who I am. Um, and I don't need to be that person for my opinion and my perspective to be valued and heard. Um, so that, that hurdle was probably the biggest one I have faced thus far. Yeah, everyone has a voice. And I think we really need to acknowledge that and listen up. If someone's speaking, listen up. Because mm -hmm. they're saying something that can change your life. It positively change your life. You Absolutely, know? yeah. Exactly. You're positively helping others and, you know, helping others enact on your their passions, like how you said with Maya earlier, and act mm -hmm. on their passions and really explore that side of like um, climate and like outdoors, things like that. So that's mm -hmm. very interesting to really think about and something we do need to think about. For sure. What has, uh, or really, what are your hopes and dreams moving forward? Um, so right now I will be graduating college next year. Um, and that is wildly intimidating, but I'm also very excited. Um, I hope to go to law school in the future and study environmental policy. Um, and then beyond that, advocate for inclusive and just environmental policy on the state and um, national level, because that's what we need right now. Um, and our current policy is not just, nor is it intersectional, and that is absolutely not the solution to the climate crisis. Um, but I do see myself continuing to do this advocacy work because it is really what I'm passionate about. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing how you, how you race to speak up in your community, how you're creating that positive impact. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Do you want to share your social media? Sure. Yeah. My Instagram is at Riley Rue Ruff, um, as in like kangaroo. Um, <laughs> and then my organization's Instagram is at 350Colorado. All right. Awesome. Thank you again for joining me. Ah, thank you for having me. And thank you to everyone who's listening. I hope to see you guys at future Race to Speak Up podcast. <laughs> If you have any questions about the Race to Speak Up podcast, feel free to contact me at race to speak up at gmail.com. Make sure to follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Race to Speak Up for updates on future podcasts and any other Race to Speak Up events. And then make sure to go to my website, www.racetospeakup.com, and check out all things Race to Speak Up. 
Join the Humanity Rising movement. Humanity Rising offers scholarships for students making a difference in the world through service. Visit www.humanityrising.org for more information. And remember to ask yourself this question. How do you race to speak up?